Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So I was online shopping like some girls do, and I came across a little sale. And by little sale, it was a big sale because these dresses were up for like 20 bucks. And I'm thinking, well, hallelujah, God bless America. (laughs) Well, a smart shopper knows that this sale may be temporary. So instead of risking losing out on this dress that I just kept scrolling until I found, I had to buy two sizes. And girls understand this because we know that by the time we get the package, the sale will probably be over and hopefully it will fit, right? So I did the efficient thing and just ordered two sizes and I thought, okay, when I get it, whichever one doesn't fit, they both might not fit, but hopefully one will, and I'll return the one that doesn't fit. Well, I got my happy little order And one, praise God, fit. So I was like, God bless America. The one that didn't fit, I folded it up. I put it back in the mailing package that it came in. And I put it in this exact Trader Joe's reusable bag. Now, this looks like the little paper bag they give you at the store, but I can promise you from here it's reusable. Okay? It's a little more expensive. Okay. So... I put it in this bag, and I said, next week at work, I'm going to return it. Well, Monday passed, and then Tuesday passed. And each day in the morning when I left for work, I would grab my purse, my computer bag, and my return. And every day when I left work, I would grab my purse, my computer bag, and my return. Because I kept shutting down my computer, and every time I'd shut down my computer, I'm like, oh, yeah. The return label, I need to print that out so I can slap it on. And we've got these cool little return bins downstairs, so it was all right there, you know. But no, that was too difficult. Well, it went on for almost two weeks like this of me carrying this extra bag. And Renee and I work in a high-rise building, and she was joking. She's like, they're probably taking bets at this point upstairs, like looking down. Here she comes again, the story of a girl in her bag. Here she comes walking into the building. She's got that bag again. Who's betting that she's going to have it tomorrow, right? Almost two weeks. It was incredible how quickly I became comfortable carrying something that wasn't intended for me. It was incredible how quickly I became comfortable carrying something that wasn't intended for me. So God gave me a message today. Bear with me. i got to grab another little something. It's a good thing we don't have a props person because he would have been like, I'm sorry, what? You need a grocery bag and a trash can. Yes, I do. These are very important. We often, if we're not careful, grow comfortable carrying things that were never intended for us. So God gave me a message in that, and we're going to talk about it today. Fear. Some of us have grown comfortable carrying fear. Let me tell you what fear does. Fear looks for Satan around every corner, but faith looks for Jesus. Let's look at what Scripture has to say on the screen. 2 Timothy 1.7. 
For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is a spirit, and it's important that we understand that. You know, Renee and I live together, and she can be asleep, dead to the world. Good morning, you guys. Come on in. Glad you're here. Renee can be asleep and dead to the world, and I've sort of taken it upon myself to be the one that locks up at night or to make sure that everything's locked up. And I'm usually the one that's cooked, so I just go make sure all the burners are off, whatever. Well, when we first moved into our place, I remember one night specifically that I was making my rounds to go check to see if everything was locked up, and this feeling of fear gripped over me as I approached my own front door. I was afraid in my own home. No, 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 no. Let's be, let's make something clear. I check the locks and I check the burners, but it is God that keeps me safe. No lock is going to keep you safe. No camera system, no security system is going to keep you safe. It is nothing but the hand of God. I bind and rebuke that in Jesus' name. Let's look at Deuteronomy 31.8. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So fear today out of the bag and into the trash. Amen. Okay, let's talk about depression. Been there, been there, done that. Where you can sleep for hours on end and still wake up feeling exhausted where you are so emotionally drained, you really don't want to get out of the house, you don't want to comb your hair, and you frankly have stopped caring. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praiseworthy, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Good morning. This is what we need to think about. We've got to think on good things. We've got to meditate on good things. Our mind is such a powerful thing. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So today, depression is out of the bag and into the trash. Okay, next, we've got worry and anxiety. And you know, these two kind of go hand in hand, and so I wanted to talk about it. Worry kind of comes before anxiety. If we let worry take a grip on us, it can become anxiety. And worrying about something and being anxious about something, frankly, is taking responsibility for something that was never yours to carry. If it's beyond your control, friends and family, give it to God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about its own things. I kind of like that. It's going to worry about itself. It'll be there when you get there, so don't worry about it. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
when I'm worrying and when I'm anxious, I'm really not giving him at all. I'm really not trusting him with all my heart. And it says, lean not onto your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So you know what? If he's directing, if he's directing traffic, I don't have to worry about it. We don't drive up to a red light and wonder if it's going to work, right? Well, unless it's flashing, that's a whole different story. But it's, it's directing traffic. He's directing our paths. Yeah. We don't have to worry. So look to him, trust in him. We've got to cast all of our cares on him. It's not up to us to figure it out on our own. Trust in Jesus. Worry and anxiety out of the bag, out of my mind, out of my heart, into the trash. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about pride. You know, when I was researching this week, I didn't realize that pride is actually something that God hates. There's a few things in the Bible that if you read through scripture, God actually hates it. It's like, whoa, okay, God, help me to never be prideful. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We've all heard that, right? Like pride goes before a fall, be careful, right? Don't get too high up, sister, because it's a long way down. Pride goes before a fall. Let's look at Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate, says the Lord. 1 Peter 5.5, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know what? I can't do it alone. And you can't do it alone. I physically need the almighty God to breathe, to get up in the morning, to step one toe out of my bed in the morning. I need the almighty God. So don't rely on your own strength. We don't have enough of it. May we surrender our pride so that we can replace it with humility and wisdom. So if anybody in the house has pride today, out of the bag, out of my mind, out of my heart, and into the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing because, like, can you guys believe I carried this for almost two weeks? You guys are already getting sick of seeing it on my arm. And here we are. Okay. Next up, unforgiveness. And, you know, sometimes we don't even realize we're struggling with this. Because we feel so justified in our anger. We feel so justified, but Jessica, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know how they hurt me. You know what? I can't imagine what they've done. I can't imagine how you've been hurt, what you've been through. But for the sake of your health, for the sake of your soul, you've got to let it go. You've got to forgive. Sometimes, you know, the people that we're upset at don't even have a clue that they hurt us because we're really good pretenders, huh? We don't want to communicate that you've messed up, so we're just going to bottle it all up and hold it inside. Well, that's only hurting you. They don't know that they've even hurt us or how deeply they've hurt us. Let it go. It's not serving you. And, you know, this is another thing, you, boy, you read the word and you learn, but 
Unforgiveness puts a block up between you and God. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty five, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Another word for trespasses is wrongdoing or your screw-ups. So if I want to be forgiven, I've got to forgive. And I'll tell you right now, I'm a hot mess, like hot mess express. Like if there was a train of hot mess, it would be me, okay? So I need God's forgiveness every second of every minute of every day. So I don't want anything standing between me and God. Let's look at Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses or their wrongdoings, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses or their wrongdoings, neither will your Father forgive you. Whoa. We talk about the forgiveness of Jesus. We talk about the blood of Jesus washing away all of our sins. But clearly, Scripture tells us, until we forgive ourselves, and you might need to forgive yourself today, okay? I'm just going to say that whether you need to forgive yourself or whether you need to forgive somebody else, you've got to do it because you need forgiveness. I want God's forgiveness for my sins, so I have to forgive them for what they did to me. And if you're not careful, unforgiveness can lead to bitterness and bitterness can lead to hatred. And there was a time in my life when I had been so wronged that I felt justified in carrying it. And my lovely mother, who will shoot anybody straight, said, if you don't forgive, and if you don't let this go, it's going to turn into bitterness. And bitterness is a deep-seated root that's really, really hard to let go of. You've got to forgive. Let it go. Stop keeping track. Stop keeping score. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. God, that person hurt me deeply, and I'm still stung over it, but I can't carry this anymore. I release them to you out of the bags. Let it go. I'm going to come up here because you guys have been so sweet craning your poor little necks. So let's do this from here. Okay, let's talk shame and let's talk guilt. These are not the same thing. Guilt is you know you took a cookie from the cookie jar when your mom said not to before dinner, okay? Shame is that feeling that can come from something somebody did wrong against you that you had no control over. So if you are guilty today, repent and ask God to forgive you of your sins. And if you are feeling shame for something that happened to you, that was beyond your control, give it to Jesus. And you know what? For people that are dealing with this, been there, done that too, it's not yours to carry. It's not your fault. And in some cases, you were a victim. Let it go. Give it to Jesus. We've got a world to change, to bless, and to inspire. We've got a race to run. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. This is not like Mary Poppins. This bag does not go on forever. We're almost done. 
Insecurity. Boys and girls, insecurity. We can be insecure about all kinds of stuff, but I just want us to look at scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord, he looks at the heart. And you know, God created me a clean heart. Doesn't matter what people think you're up to or what you look like you're doing. I want a clean heart before God. I don't care about man's approval. I want the approval of God. You know, when I was growing up, if I like messed up and disappointed my mother, I just wanted to literally pull up the cement and crawl underneath it. I wanted to hide out for 10 days in my room and like, what can I do? Can I clean? Can I whatever? You know, as I've become an adult, that's how I feel with God. I don't want to disappoint him. I never want to be, you know, embarrassed. I never want to be ashamed. I am a daughter of the king first and foremost above anything. And I am so thankful for that. Psalm 139, 13 through 14. I will praise you for I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, God, and that my soul knows very well. He doesn't make any mistakes. God is so good. And you know what? We don't have time for insecurity. We've got to be able to focus on what God has for us. And you know something I read recently that I loved? We are not held back by what we don't have, but by what we don't use. We keep telling ourselves, I'll do this when, or I'll get to that when, or when I accomplish this, or when I look like this, or when I meet this goal. No, that's all insecurity talking and could be a little bit of pride. Get over yourself. The kingdom needs you. So insecurity, out of the bag and into the trash. Okay, let's talk weakness. And weak, again, up for interpretation, but if we are weak, we can be subject to temptation. If we are weak, we are feeling like we are lacking strength, and maybe it's just lacking strength for the journey. Let's look at Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in what? In the Lord. In the Lord. Well, God bless America. So that means on days when I don't feel like it, I don't have to feel like it because it was never my strength anyway. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Praise God. That's all I've got to do is stand. And you know what? Sometimes standing looks like your knees trembling because you're the only one standing. Or sometimes 
telling the truth sounds like your voice shaking because it's it's a little nerve-wracking to get out, but at least you're standing, and at least you're the one telling the truth. So weakness, not my strength, God's in the trash can. You know, God gave me this, and I was like, whoa. Don't adopt temporary spirits that were meant to torment you as permanent personality traits. That was, you know, directly from God. I said, don't adopt temporary spirits that were meant to torment you as permanent personality traits or temporary seasons as permanent situations. This too shall pass. And you know, remember, we serve a God that calmed that storm with three words, peace, be still. And you know what? If it's not a fruit of the Spirit, it's out of my heart, out of my mind, out of my bag. It's too much for me to carry. And you know, I have some blank pieces of paper in here that um, represent things that I may have not said today. If there is a person, a place, a thing, a spirit that you feel like you are fighting, an addiction, whatever it might be today. I want you to get real honest with yourself in the house of God. And this is not a church where we have you stand up and say what's on your mind and heart. That's between you and Jesus. But freedom is found here. And we have too much. Each and every one of you have a beautiful purpose. And there's a beautiful plan for your life. And you know, One of the things I'm most passionate about is your purpose. Everybody has a unique calling and purpose, but we let things like this become part of our daily carry. We let baggage become part of my person, my computer bag, and it was never meant to be ours. I want you to stand with me if you would, please. So all over the house today, I want us to think, if there's anything that I didn't say, I want us just to close our eyes and I want us to think of something that maybe we need to let go of today. And in the name of Jesus, I release it all into the can.
from the purpose that you have for my life, for my family, for my household. Throw the bag away, release it to God, and say, God, take this away and replace it with what I'm meant to do, with what I'm meant to carry out for you. returning that package the return label had been in it the whole time so the excuse that I gave for hanging on to something that wasn't meant for me the tools that I needed to get rid of it were in my hand the entire time prayer fasting reading the Word of God these are the tools that we continuously have in our hands to empty the bag to throw the bag away to fight because you know what I was comfortable for two weeks carrying something that wasn't intended for me. We shouldn't be comfortable for one second entertaining or carrying something that's not meant for us. Amen. So don't entertain it. Don't build a bed for it and ask it to stay a while. You rebuke it in Jesus' name. You pray. And if that's not enough, you couple fasting with that and it will depart in Jesus' name. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.